Hello, welcome to In Bed With Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, YouTube for video versions of the podcast, or wherever you pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to see us outside of the podcast, then head over to Instagram and follow us at InBedWithBooksPod. Thanks for being here. Let's jump right in. Oh, I'm glad you also watched Kimmy Schmidt. I, oh, yeah. I have to watch it every once in a while just to watch Titus again. Yeah. I, I like, I need Titus in my life. All of these also, he's a Pisces actor in real life or in the show in In real real life life. um john ham is a pisces okay just uh putting it out there for everyone um (laughs) i didn't really watch past and this is not to be like now that you've said i've seen it but like i didn't really watch past the second season of kimmy schmidt yeah um sorry i am fixing my fan right now because it is aggressively loud i forget what happens after season two or what Me happens too. in season two? Yeah, I haven't seen it in years. Did you get to it when Tina Fey shows up? No. Oh, okay. Um, I can say that even though I haven't seen it in years, the theme song will sometimes, it's like an earworm, but it's like a good kind. It's a good, it's a good earworm. It's a good fucking song. Yeah. I love the endings too, where they do the, the, <laughs> when they do the musical like yeah the musicals where uh what's the one about the bird and the dad i don't remember (laughs) i'm sorry i know um yeah i can't remember it's so funny the the things that oh no i've tina fey was there from the beginning the things i remember distinctly were the theme song john ham being like too charismatic in a good way and then tina fey's perm um because tina fey is the the um therapist that she goes to in i think season three uh tina fey does have a perm in 30 rock when they do flashbacks of her in high school (laughs) so in the um first season she plays the lawyer oh yes yes she plays a lawyer yeah yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so that was like she I plays just two different characters. It's really that's hair. so funny. Yeah, I think it's because she's one of the writers, right? Or one of the yeah, she's she's like she. I think she created the show. Mm-hmm. Titus, I love him so much. I also love um, Carol. I think her name's Carol Kane. She mm-hmm. plays their landlord. She's so absurd. I I Vivian. love her voice though. Yes, her voice yeah. is great. Her her and uh, Titus are so funny together because yeah. she's yeah. just like. But I like the, um, I, lo- I also really love how they incorporate like poor, being poor, poorness. Yeah. I'm just like, you're just going to use, I, I can't think of anything off the top, but like they like go through loops, go through hoops also, to like, like be, have the luxury, but with like these, like the, they'll do like the opposite side too, because the blonde lady who's rich, I remember the one episode where like they're talking in the kitchen or something and she's like do you want a water yeah no? and okay she- and she just tosses it and then she tries another one and she tosses again like just throwing out whole bottles of water that's yeah. fine <laughs> um no okay i don't remember what season it was actually but one of the last things i remember was that titus was actually dating the construction worker and that happened over like the course of the season and so i think the last uh that i saw is that they were together yes Maybe. yes yeah did you there's this one there's that episode where i think his name's mike yeah mike he takes titus to his family who's like this big italian american family no. oh it's really funny because his grandma is a, literally a puppet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no okay maybe I have to it's catch really up. funny maybe i need to catch up yeah okay it's it's good okay what are we uh, talking about today, Melissa? So today we are talking about Glint. Glint, Glint. 
by Raven Kennedy. I panicked for a second because we went so like we kept forgetting if it was glint or gleam for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> and so as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh God, is that right? Even though I just spent the entire like a week reading the book. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's where my, my um, brain is at. Yeah, the second in the Plated Prisoner series. Yes. Which we were excited for because we didn't even meet like the love interest until like the last like chapter of the first book, which was it really was, frustrating for us because it we was were so like... frustrating. <laughs> I was like, if Midas is like a real love interest, like under consideration here, I don't know if we're gonna survive this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long or if my last. Kindle could survive this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have been not thoroughly enough, but briefly introduced to Rip, Rip. slash Slade. Slade. I was so oh, okay. So I finished the book before you, which I feel like doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm reading right up until the the last second. Right. And so you had texted me, and you're like, "I've got like I don't know, like I'm at like sixty percent," and I was. I mean, you sent that message and I had literally just finished the book and I was like, I need somebody to talk to about this. Yes. Like, like I need a therapist real quick. Yeah. That was possible. I know. We need a, th- we need a therapist because Arn needs a fucking therapist. Oh my God. She does. She needs a friend. And she does. What's her name? Lou? No. Lou. Yeah. Lou. Lou. Yeah the 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 warrior (laughs) yeah yeah i hope that she becomes a friend because she really fucking needs a friend that's not like one of the saddles you know yeah well the thing is the saddles just aren't her friend even though we ended the last one and we definitely thought i think it was risa was going to be her friend after everything that happened which like i don't really even blame the character like risa for what she did because it was also an extremely traumatic event yeah um but we went into this one thinking that she'd have like a little bit more help on her side and that was not the case and that was really frustrating yeah so yeah especially like there was the line when she was talking to the cook whose name i can't remember although i loved him he was great okay i also this total side note let's hope i remember where i was going with this um i just watched atlantis the like early 2000s disney movie it does mm-hmm. hold up in case anyone's wondering. Um, it's, it's a great movie. It is. It is. Yeah. The sexual prowess of Vinny, the bomb guy. He, I don't know what it is. It might be the <laughs> accent. It might just be that that haircut is like aged well to like today's attractive standards. But something about the way he just like nonchalantly is like, yeah, I got uh, 12, 12 bombs uh three red flare like he's just listing off all of these like extremely dangerous things yeah. and i'm kind of like am i am i into this <laughs> <laughs> it's fine melissa <laughs> we've been into worse um but they have a cook is that where you were going with it yes i was like exactly i immediately remembered the cook yeah yes same characterization like mm-hmm. he's just kind of you can feel like the southernness in him with the way that he's like cooking because he talks about like what's the he's he said this one phrase that reminded me of my grandma he was like that'll stick to your ribs yeah i love i love southern phrases like that (laughs) um but even like the way he was kind of sassy reminded me a lot of him but okay i remember so backtrack to backtrack um at one point he is with her like he, she's trying to get him to like help her give the saddles like a proper place to bathe mm-hmm. and they are just assholes to her which it's really frustrating because it's from her point of view to watch but also like understanding that she is kind of like between them and a good life I, I'm sure she's like the object of all of their frustrations. Yeah. Um, he said something about like, you are far nicer than they deserve. And she was like, well, people don't deserve kindness. They're like, they don't have to earn it. They just, people should just get kindness. Oh, um, I am. I underlined that. Yeah. 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 And that was a good part. Cause like, 
it really puts a lot of her behavior into perspective, mm-hmm. which is, it's interesting because she's had such a difficult life, how still oddly optimistic she is, even if she doesn't feel optimistic. I think she's far more optimistic than she sees. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Like, um, she has no one, right? But, but Midas, this mm-hmm. idea in her mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she can't trust anyone. It's interesting because there's a lot of like protagonists where they're always looking for opportunities mm-hmm. and she's not. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Like, I mean, I'll, granted, we did just get done reading Jude, <laughs> you know, yes. who's like intensely yes. like ambitious. And well, I think because we both kind of talked about how frustrating it can be sometimes with Aaron Mm -hmm. because and I I think that is a very good example of why because a lot of the the like girls that we read the protagonists that we read in our books here on the podcast and I guess like just generally they by this time in the story have already had that like epiphany that she just had at the very very end of book two yeah and so like they're already looking for opportunities (laughs) yes yes slow burn for her just to like find herself yeah to realize that the Midas that she thinks is there is not real Mm -hmm. um and it reminds like I think we talked about this in the last book but him calling her his precious major golem vibes still still (laughs) um I like that we have the confirmation that Midas does not have any powers because it, it mm-hmm. like confirms some of that power dynamic between them a little bit firmly or a little bit, I guess, more uh, concretely. But um, yeah, it just, it gets really frustrating sometimes. I have to remind myself that we're watching like a victim of years of abuse try to yeah. unravel those like the way that the world exists in her mind yeah yeah and that that can be really difficult sometimes yeah um because we're about 80 to 95 percent in her brain in this mm-hmm. whole book and so it's just mm-hmm. her um you know ruminating it all and so yeah yeah I do think she you know, like when she's in the tent, the first time she goes into the tent um, and she like gets dressed and he sees her naked and then <laughs> we'll just, we'll just <laughs> gloss right over that. Um, he didn't even care that she was naked. He cared that he saw a massive bruise on her mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love him, but just let's just <laughs> wait. Let's just wait a minute because I have a point to this. Yeah. Sorry. But, no, that's okay. So she, um, it was like when she was in the tent and she was kind of like she was like when he like finally came in to like um when she realized he was like going to be sleeping with her in Mm -hmm. the tent or whatever and then even when like the healer comes Hoyt Hoyt Hojat Hoyt what's that from um yeah Hojat Hojat like came and and, like she didn't trust anyone Mm -hmm. so she has like this absolute no trust everyone will bring her harm nothing is can be good from this which is fair she did come from the red raiders which was intense she just had that um whole thing with captain fane and i think also sorry just kind of also with the Captain Fane thing is that she has no control over her powers. Yeah. And so I think it's not it's it's like a mix of the physical abuse that she's experienced as like an orphan and as this like woman in a man's world. But also the fact that Midas has like demonized her abilities yeah. to her. And so she's so like I feel like we've read another character but that that is kind of like this but where they're so scared of their own abilities that they just keep pushing it down and until it's worse which is a good metaphor for things generally you know don't yeah. push it down it's gonna make it nasty yeah definitely yeah yeah and so i think a lot of it is she doesn't trust people she doesn't trust herself mm-hmm. um and like you said it's like really frustrating to live in this 
um, mind that's been Stockholm syndromed um, and trying to still understand, you're trying to understand where she's coming from, where you're just like thinking of all the things she should be doing, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the opportunities, right? Like we can see the opportunities she can mm-hmm. and trying to like, it's almost like trying to make your mind smaller. Yeah. Trying to like experience her world. Whereas like maybe other characters um, who have maybe more abilities than us are able to like, we're seeing things bigger than us. Right. Yeah. And so it's like this weird feeling to be like reverting and to be smaller and like trying to understand yeah. where she's coming from. Um, so yeah, that, that was my point. No, I, I firmly agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like there are parts of the book where it's almost too relatable too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't say as a whole, but sometimes the way that she like conceptualized, like the way she tries to um what's the word, like rationalize what's mm-hmm. going on and what's happened to her. Cause there's even I wanna say it's a flashback. I want, yeah, I want to say it's during the flashback when she's like shown her cage for the first time, her her uh, jail cell, basically, in the old castle in the Sixth Kingdom. Yeah. When she first sees it, she's not excited. Yeah. She has this like single sentence or this like half a line, but then she to- like the tone changes because she needs to make Midas happy, and yeah. like that part made me tear up because I was like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that those moments when, like, you you know you can't be honest because it'll make things worse. Yeah. Which is, like, you, you feel so sad for her in those moments. Yeah, it's, like, the beginning of shutting that person down. Shutting yeah. yourself yeah. down. And by that and, point, and being I, like, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would say by that point, like, the introduction of the cage was just, like, the full closure of who she used to be as a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so like that that point in her life is kind of like the pinpoint of the beginning of where she is now yeah yeah in a way the cage kind of like represents also the way she's had to literally shrink her own mind to yeah just survive where she is yeah she revisited the cage and she realized she was different yeah which she even said she was different you know she told her yeah like i'm different now which Mm -hmm. is true to an extent and as much as it is frustrating, you know, cause we're, we're yeah. rip being like, why the fuck are you going back to him? Yeah. Um, as frustrating it is, as it is like Feyre also had to go back to Tamlin. Like everyone has to go back yeah. and, and face their demons. We get it. Yes. Like, <laughs> and she needed it like more than Feyre. Like oh, yeah. Feyre went to be a spy. Yeah. She needed to see that Midas is terrible. She needed yeah. to fall out of love with him. Yeah. She needed to um, openly reject him yes yes to see the side of him that they were shit talking the entire time Mm -hmm. in in their army um but yeah i think like so even in like the flashback we didn't have confirmation that she could take like turn things gold Mm -hmm. that it was just her power but then once she arrives in the new castle and i think it was fifth kingdom is when he's like we've got so many plans for you and like at that moment you know he's just like the, the only plan he has for you is for you to turn everything gold that is yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like we kind of discussed this prior. We, we kind of felt like it was, it was running a little slow. Yeah. Um, however, I liked, I was really starved and really excited when like things would happen. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. There was um, something bigger. Yeah, like um, her interactions with, oh, who is the guy that made breakfast? I forget his name. Same. Oh, damn. Because he was fun. Yeah, like yeah. she's making friends, which is exciting. Yes. Um, And then what was her name? The warrior? The warrior. <laughs> warrior sounds so romantic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, it's the only thing I can think of. The soldier, the commander whatever and then uh captains i think they're captains captain. yeah because she was yeah. like in charge of like people she had and her then, own flank yes and then the 
and then we meet the saddles and like, there's that whole interaction. And I, I just really loved that. Like she, when she met, sorry, Lou, her, (laughs) yes, I can't see it. So, um, when she, when she met Lou, it was in the context of like stealing ale, which I love. Yes. So it's like yes. these like little adventures that you go on in these, in this like camp. Um, and then, and then I do love that later on they steal it again, her and the guy from the right flank. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just a, a running thing now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in like the next book or the book after that, she'll steal it for herself. I hope so. And for her own fun. like fleet yes her own fleet. not even for her own fleet like rip just comes back to the tent and she's like half a barrel in yeah she's just yeah. in the barrel yeah <laughs> um and then uh but it i felt like after so then there's like the fight scene which we can get into like the training mm-hmm. but it really feels like there's this sense of camaraderie that she's building with everyone and like yeah which is really exciting to see because we didn't have that in the last book. We had a mm-hmm. little bit of it with Sale, and that was about yeah. and and Dick, uh, Dick B, who's still Who at I large. still don't believe is dead. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still at large. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's gone. Definitely, I refuse. Um, is, is, Dick B's our dad, right? The yeah, dad, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, just because, like, as far as I'm concerned, with any any kind of fiction if i don't see a body they are not dead no nope yep sometimes even when i see a body if i don't see that body removed they are not dead yeah so i will not say who that is related to (laughs) i fully buy into and i don't know how much of this is just hopeful thinking but i fully buy into the like he's going to be a vampire in the next one yeah he's going to be Kaz. he's going to be their um link to the upside down maybe like their positive link like he's I, going I'm to also be s- like a creature of the upside down but he's going to be like good. yeah oh yeah yeah he's going to be actual have, devil. You, have you seen the theories though no so in D, in like the lore vecna, okay so you have character fucking milo just had me watch a video about vecna in D. so yes yes so in i'm in a little D&D, fresh he's- He's defeated by his own commander, who is Kaz, the like the vampire. And so the theory now is that that is what Eddie is and going to become. And then either, so like, either he's going to be like under his control and will betray him or just like, will yeah. be on their side as a vampire, who's to say. But, um, so the ultimate I'm John fully, Snow like, moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm like really, really hanging on to that. Yeah, I, I think you should. I think we Thank all you. should. Thank you. Yes, he was too too good for this world. The Duffer brothers should should know their audience. They should. Needs they really should. Um. Also, what was I going to say? Oh, so they had this in an interview recently. They were talking about season five, the last mm-hmm. season, and they said they aren't going to be introducing anyone new. Ah, I think they're which, starting to wrap up. Yeah, no, they are. Season yeah. five is the last season, but I'm also yeah. like. They love introducing new characters. Yeah. Which means they're going to do something that'll make up for that in, in the, you know what I mean? Like not like make up for it in the audience sense, but make up for it in their own sense of like how they write. Cause they've talked about previously, previously they've talked about how the way they write is really character oriented. Mm-hmm. So they introduce new characters and they like pit new people with each other just to see what would happen. Yeah. So it's basically how like Dustin and, um, steve got together they were just like we don't have anything to do with them right now let's just stick them together and see what happens yeah so it's interesting it'll be it'll be fun to see what they do in season five with that in mind yeah so tangent (laughs) sorry no worries no worries um yeah i firmly believe that digby's still alive he's still out there somewhere yeah i hope maybe i'm excited digby was rip all along yeah because clearly clearly yep and he was just watching over her oh fuck (laughs) that'd be like i doubt it but do you know how much i would like it yeah i mean i'm getting a little horny about it now oh my god yeah i fucking love that (laughs) 
was like, you can call me daddy. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Rip is such a fucking daddy. The kiss, the single chaste kiss. Yes. Yes. Ugh. He's not a dad. He is a daddy. He's uh, yeah. There's a difference. Yes. There is a, a very <sighs> succinct difference between these two. Oh yeah. The, with the the kiss the kiss we got the, a kiss that's what we got in this book i yes. was because i was told i just remember before we started the series that oh it's like gonna be a sexy one and i was like cool like we really need a sexy one we didn't get anything i and mean no, you the, got the first like, book is like first it's like forced voyeurism is what it was yeah which isn't because she it's wasn't not enjoying as like, it it's not like yeah no one's enjoying yeah. it it's not like um anyone's free will <laughs> like, yes yes and then after that we just got like aggressive sexual assault yeah and <laughs> and now we've got a single kiss yeah we got a kiss we're taking what we can get mm-hmm. um i will That's say my motto there was some sexual tension that i appreciated oh, as well yeah. yes um you know oh not they didn't share one bed but definitely sharing one tent it's the Um, same thing when he walks in on her naked yeah exactly same thing yeah but just you know he's just very powerful (laughs) you know i do know that's those are my words for that (laughs) (laughs) um so that I can collect myself, I'm going to change the subject real quick. We will come back to this. I just have to catch my breath. Okay. Um, one part that I actually had to like stop because the secondhand embarrassment was too much is when she's like watching their fight club and then she sees the kid get in the ring in the circle and she runs down there and she's no. like, stop, I won't let this happen. And I was like, oh no. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I had to like, this the the what is it the chapter ends pretty much just at like the the peak of that conflict and i closed i was like i'm gonna make dinner i gotta just this has to simmer yeah i can't like this is gonna be so bad dude i dude i did the same thing yeah because i was actually thinking it was before she like went down there Mm -hmm. but it was like when she was about to go down or something and I'm thinking, okay, this is like a good opportunity for her to like learn something. Yes. And get involved with something and like put herself in there because she's really just like this, like she's really Wandering. just drifting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, this will be like a good adventure for her to like learn something. But then it just was so, it was just like so fucking, uh yes if we yeah i agree about, i was like, like very embarrassed for her <laughs> yes yes if we want to talk about like her and opportunities yeah she saw this and instead of like it misfired thinking, <laughs> it misfired so hard so hard yeah. like it was not she was not even speaking the right language yeah so um that was that was pretty bad but that led into it led to the circle it led to such a tender moment of oh my god i was when, melting when she's like i just couldn't resist i went over and i touched him <laughs> like where more details where details tell us go farther down tell us or the details harder yes yeah, yeah. the details he yes. um no, I was melting every like word of the moment when he came, she was describing him coming forward, taking his shirt off and just all of that. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm yes. 100%. We're on board. Yeah. I'm here for this. I'm on the ship and I'm sailing. Uh-huh. It was yes. glorious. I, you and you don't get a lot of, I feel like it hasn't been a while since we've had like a scene like that Mm -hmm. in terms of like actually describing it like a teenager or something like yeah of like like drawing it out yeah literally drawing it out and you're like rather than it's always he takes his shirt off and then you have to like kind of fill in the blanks but it was kind of nice that it put it out there for us it's so detailed yeah yes Uh, yeah 
detailed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that scene. I, for the most part, because yeah. once he got to like antagonizing her, I got really frustrated. And I think this might just be some kind of like a little bit of a disconnect between book one and book two. But like she had a really, really hard time um, taking sail off of the ship. Right. Like her, her ribbons were really struggling. Um, she felt really weak afterwards. I mean, her, her ribbons were basically just like, and of course there were like a few other reasons that went into this, but by the time we get to the beginning of book two, her ribbons are just like, they're, they're shot. They're like weak, they're wrinkled, they're, they're tiring her out. And then in this one, he says a few like really rude comments and she just like throws him across the snow into a snowbank. And I'm like, I don't know, like it's nighttime too. Because we know that the sun gives her more power. Mm. And so that's, I think that was really frustrating. Because I think I just don't like when people, or like when authors use anger as like a motivating force to just like overcome anything. Right. Because um, like, yeah, people can have like random bouts of like intense strength. That is something that's on record. But that's if like it's a mother and her son is trapped in a burning car yeah. or like um like think like life or death situations yeah people getting angry is not that kind of situation you know yeah so I I get a frustration with that but that's not exclusive to like this book that is just something that happens and when that happens it feels like okay it (laughs) okay it it felt a little bit out of place or like kind of yeah 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 I really like and I'm gonna bring this back to Stranger Things um I really like when we get to see the progression of somebody's abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just having rewatched parts of season one recently, at the very beginning, Nancy is not a badass. She can barely use weapons. She doesn't know how to like fight or do anything. Yeah. But then that fucking beautiful like hashtag girl boss shot in season four when she's just like using the sawed off shotgun to kill Vecna Mm -hmm. um like the progress she has gone through just like she's got guns she's happy having guns she knows how to shoot it's not even just like this is in case of emergencies like she's clearly going out and she's practicing with this and she's improving herself I love that shit yeah so I like to see like they've practiced and they've earned it you know yeah and I feel like um like I'm like I this book I'm trying to think of like what happened and not a lot happens like you like yeah. when you kind of think of like well, like what happened in this book and you're like because a lot of it is just like you're in Aaron's head you're just processing everything as it comes like it's not mm-hmm. like like she has no motivation other Her than only motivation is, is get to, to get Midas. back and yeah yeah exactly so it it feels very I feel like it reminds me a little bit of Mist and Fury Mm-hmm. but but also not like you feel like it should be mist and fury or at it's least maybe like that's what i was part. like wanting out of it you know yeah, yeah like and then um like she never gets the training she doesn't get a lot of training yet um mm-hmm. like you're you're a little bit behind and so i feel like had she started training a little bit earlier in the book it might have made sense for her like ribbons to kind of come yeah. out or at least for her to like gain some some kind of strength you know yeah um because she's really just like you said she's very sedentary yeah yeah and she admits that too Mm -hmm. um and she like she draws frustration from that and I think that's another reason is like she's so act like she actively talks about that how Mm -hmm. she needs to start living a little bit more actively yeah um but just walking around the camp every night isn't going to do that yeah um but I do like the Mist and Fury comparison because she um like this book basically ends at what would be like plot wise Feyre being locked in the house Mm -hmm. and so that's really exciting for the next book yeah because 
That's what we said about the last book, but I'm hoping I know, that, I know. That, that this time it's right. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the best part of Miss Fury is after she gets rescued. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking like, okay, where have we been set up in this book? Where, where is book mm-hmm. three going to start? One, we can assume that she's still with Midas because they're all going to be in the castle for now, but we can also probably assume she won't be in a cage. Yeah. Two rip slash slade has just killed all of her guards and that's not going to be easy to hide so it's going to be very clear that like he is making some kind of like political or like literal move on her in midas's eyes yeah and we don't know how long they're going to stay there so i have hopes that the next book could have at least like a like several chapters of like court intrigue kind of like playing like coy doing yeah. kind of like read between the lines shit with each other over Aaron. so i think that'll be really fun yeah i'm 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 interested to see what Aaron's place in yes. the court is without a, if she's not in the cage yeah. i'm assuming we're done with the cage it, it yeah, felt metaphorically so. whatever it felt like we're we're done with the cage yeah um i mean it depends on what midas wants and i hate to say that but like what kind of power he still has like yeah he could he could leave her out as like a symbol of i don't need to cage her look at how under my thumb she is you know right so i guess we'll see we'll see yeah 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 Yeah. sorry go ahead no that's all i i was i'm just kind of excited to see like what how much she's able to be participating in yeah um socializing with other people because it didn't seem like she really had she was just saddled yeah yeah um and we are leaving out like a really big part of this which is that we got a second point of view the queen yes 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 which the first couple of chapters i guess like the first chapter i was into it and then there was a few in the middle where i was like meh Mm -hmm. but then the last one where she meets that peddler that was something like straight out of a fae fae story where he was like um just take my gift like whatever just take my gift you don't have to pay anything and she's just like at first she was really mean to him and i was like girl don't be mean to him do not be mean to him yeah um and then she just gets like a little selfish yeah so i would be curious to see if we see him again maybe like suddenly like a few days like in the timeline a few days later he's in the fourth kingdom and he's or in the fifth kingdom and he's giving a gift to Arryn and rip or midas or something um but i think seeing her point of view made it easier for me to understand the saddles as well yeah because we saw more actively from somebody else's point of view how it looked for everybody else about like Midas right. and Arryn yeah and like the the palace and stuff was really interesting yeah. and how it yeah. used to be and the contrast and I'm I'm all about her taking over I love it like I hope she changes that whole place back because like I get that she's also a bitch but yeah, I think and she's like be- shitty to like poor people yeah yeah I mean I she's a queen I wouldn't really she's a Cersei else. <laughs> yeah yeah but the easy thing to do would be to slowly but surely rebuild your castle and take all of that gold and turn it into the city, like give it to mm-hmm. the people. Um, but that won't happen because no. it never once occurred to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, it was fun to have a different point of view. And not yeah. always be in Arn's head. Like it was kind of nice to hear something else. And also, yeah, hear a different like um relationship to Midas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it does make me curious about how she plays into the future. Yeah. Yeah. They they're definitely planting something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like she clearly is gonna be against Midas. But that means then we've got three players because we've got Midas versus the fourth kingdom and now we've got Midas versus his own kingdom. Yeah. But he's got a new kingdom, so he's got fifth kingdom. 
So he's right. not without an army. He's not without forces. But I would argue that he's definitely the least stable of everybody. Yeah. So. Well, and it it was um, it was also interesting to learn. Finally, it was it was funny too because the book was very like snide or like um, subtle about. Mm-hmm the reveal that she's the one that's been making all the gold, which we kind of already kind of knew, I guess, Yeah. but it just kind of slipped it in. It wasn't like a aha moment that you were kind of like hoping for. It's kind of like, we're waiting for that confirmation the whole time, either from her on this like big whole thing, but then it's and just, then they're just like, like eh. talking nonchalantly about yeah. it. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, she like does it. So, and we're like, oh yeah. So then it changes a lot about what, his motivations to getting her back were because yeah at first you're kind of thinking oh like it's more of a statement of like power and trying to like reestablish this like it's such an insult that these people like stole her from him mm-hmm. but and like trying to regain that kind of like whatever back but really it's literal power like that's literally yeah. all he has like the reveal is him talking about the fact that he has to pay the people who have been helping him so far because they're getting antsy oh yeah and so he's so glad that he has her so he can finally pay these people in the gold like go back to your fucking kingdom yeah you've got a whole fucking building of gold use yeah. that yeah um also you've got like troves of it because this guy has been turning like everything that you turn into gold he doubles yeah because he, he had the power to like multiply things he touched so like yeah yeah you have the ability to pay them you just don't want them to do that because you consider that to be your gold yeah uh, so that was uh that was a really defining way for us to learn that for sure or for that to be confirmed for us yeah i really hope in the next book too that the saddles like warm up or some of them I, I want them uh, yeah. to pl- keep playing a role, I guess. I want to kind yeah, of see yeah. where it goes. I do want some of them to, like, get out. Yeah. To have the opportunity to, like, start new. Because you can tell that they don't want to. Yeah. Like, Risa, I hope she is able to to buy herself off. Molly. Molly's the one that's with child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I She was a bitch. So, I hope she gets stuck with Midas now. Do I? No. <laughs> um, maybe she'll have the only rightful heir to the throne. That would be a funny irony. Yeah. Um, she'll play She'll play up in later. I mean, she probably will if she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, especially because they've kind of started talking about um, Fifth Kingdom's heir, the son of the king who was killed. And he's talking yes. about like he's he's like oh it's such a shame but you know I'm gonna do him a favor he's too weak willed or whatever it is but like that doesn't change the fact that you need an heir especially to hold on power you need to ensure that you have a successor otherwise people are just gonna kill you and take it you know yeah so we'll see maybe that'll play a role maybe Molly will be disguised as the gold one he yeah. has shown his willingness to do it before so. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I had. No, 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 you're good. (laughs) Okay. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I was excited to see more of Rip. Slade. Very, very excited. I, I, I mean, I think we can both agree we like him more than Art. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just kind of like reading, waiting for his scenes. I'm like, I, when's he coming back? When's he coming into the tent? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when are you, when are you going to bed? He, when is, is he going to fill the tent with power? <laughs> um, also, I do like the fact that we've had, like, a very clear example now of him, how he controls his power. Yeah. Because we've kind of, we've created now this connection where, like, he can show her how to do this. Like, in that last scene, she's talking about how it's just like dripping out of her hand. Yes. Because she doesn't know how to stop it. Um, and he seems to have a similarly overpowering ability. Um, 
but she, the way she describes it is that like at first or i guess the way everyone describes it is that at first there are all of these veins that are just like you can tell that they are the rot yeah but they get like sucked into his eyes into like the the iris of his eyes yeah because he has like black eyes until he's slayed he's the king yeah. yeah um so i think he's going to be able to figure out or like he's going to be able to teach her like a really fun way of i guess not yes. fun but let me be like creative way of handling her power yeah because yeah because that was like their both their like secret together was like well what are mm-hmm. you at the beginning now i'm trying to figure out what the um his his the other guy the other guy the really big guy osric <laughs> osric thank you yeah was kind of getting some underlying sexy tones from him as well not gonna lie I don't know if that's just me hoping and wanting not that anything's going to happen, but just that he's sexy. I think he might be your, more your type. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I liked the mustard haired one. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. whole, like tall, skinny one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she literally like, she set up, she, she's like, here's the, you can fill in the blanks on rip, but then we've got the big, big guy for some ladies and we've got the skinny dude for other ladies and yeah. dudes. Who are yeah. In cute yeah i love that you're like no i really liked mustard <laughs> yeah was that his name no but but i don't mustard remember haired. i don't remember yeah. any names i think it's because i finished it a few days ago usually we finish it like the day of or the night before yeah. so yeah no yeah well, also like she didn't always learn names right away she didn't like yeah i think a lot of it too goes back to the fact that she doesn't seem that attached to these people yeah and so she seems kind of blase about things yeah but she doesn't want to get attached yeah 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 i really i really liked him <laughs> um i like me and my orc session like- <laughs> yeah i like that he just like stood there in the circle kind of just waiting to have the go-ahead to try to fight her yeah he was like them's the rules so yeah we're fighting yeah um but then yeah then so, then rip the savior comes in he, he saves her out of times. nowhere yeah mm-hmm. yeah That's... and he even though he kind of is an asshole in that scene he's the one who saves her by like he tells everyone to just like get fucked and leave mm-hmm. and then she can open up a little bit then she can walk up and feel his body yeah so, yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not complaining yeah i haven't been this like head over heels for someone in a while that's good that's fun yeah like in Not a recent read like, you know since like who would you say well i mean like i i feel like he's up there a little bit okay okay i mean i think i need he, to see has, a little bit more i i need to see a little bit more but the sexiness is there yeah um like reed isn't sexy at first but he's just like so endearing and then like yeah it grows and then you just love him yeah um but yeah the there's something so hot about a guy who will just sleep in the same room with you and not make a move on you yeah and like the bar is so so low (laughs) if like it's just consent but that like the fact that he didn't make a move until that last night was really hot yeah well in the um oh there was that moment when she's like sick and finds yeah. out that Molly's pregnant. And that was like about halfway through the book. It was a big breakthrough yeah. for her. Um, and he just, like, there's a lot of that, like, broody kind of energy we get from him because he just, like, has this, like, snarl or just, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, look on his scowl. face. Scowl. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we don't really actually know what it means. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, he could yeah. just be like upset with the situation, not her, but she thinks it's her and it's all this like thing. But I just loved that he, I just really connected with the conversation where he was like, well, what do you, like, what do you want? And what is this, mm-hmm. you know? And she just couldn't like get her brain around that. She was like, well, Midas. And he was like, yeah, I do not give a shit about about Midas like literally stop saying his name I don't give a shit 
which is funny because the whole like beginning, the whole first half of the book is like, why do you, she's like, why do you want to learn about Midas? And he's like, I did not yeah. talking about Midas. Yep. Like she doesn't know the difference between her and Midas, like in her mm-hmm. brain. Midas is like the sun in her universe. Yeah. Which is like so frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, I mean, okay. Thinking about it also, because we talk about how frustrating it gets. It's, it also makes sense because if she had gone back and she hadn't had all of the breakthroughs, all of the time training, all of the time walking around the camp, meeting people, um, yeah, being tended to by the doctor, then when that happened, one, she wouldn't have even been bothered by the cage this time. If she had, she would have just stuffed it back down again. But even if she was, she would have just talked herself out of the whole situation and told herself all over again that like, oh, well, it's just Midas. Midas knows all. Like, this is fine. So it's frustrating, but it also makes sense that she had to kind of go through all of that for that final event to actually be the last straw. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. so what are your last thoughts (laughs) (laughs) um i'd like to see rip naked but i think that absolutely that one's a little harder to get by mostly because we'll get there character yeah we'll get there one day one day (laughs) one day long in the future so long so just gonna keep waiting but what this also means, because w- the way that it left off, my actual final thoughts, the way that it left off means that we're going to get at least another book of some slow burn mm-hmm. because they're going to have to regain a little bit of trust. Yes. And I do think it's imperative for their relationship that it's not just she jumps to rip, but that she like befriends Lou. Yes. She befriends a few of the saddles and she finds herself yes before getting with rip so this is the mist and fury the next book yes it's yes. gotta be yeah yes yeah. yeah fingers crossed oh i'm so excited i actually like like i was telling you earlier i don't know what it is with this season but i'm just like so getting into the books and Same. I was just like, so like, like, I'm I just think it's, like, it's nice to get some shorter books that like, yeah. they pay off a lot faster yeah. as yeah. much as I love the 800 page books, because like the endings are like mind blowing. Yes. It's nice to get <laughs> we some, can't do just that some all the time. Fluff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you don't get mind blowing sex all the time. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Need, you like, don't get yeah. like soul defining Short sex every <laughs> yeah. single time. Yeah. <laughs> you need something short. You need something that's just going to like, you know, get your rocks off. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm just like excited to read. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. So that's, so we're excited for gleam, but that's probably not going to happen until next Next season. season. But, um, our next read is the kingdom of the wicked. Yes, that's just what I was looking up. I don't have it out. It's Carrie. I can't say the last name. Maniscalco. Carrie Maniscalco. Okay, I was close. Maniscalco. Scalcho. Miscalcho. Miscalcho. I don't know. Because one C is a ch sound, sound, and two C is a k sound. Other way. Depend. Depends on what's the how do you spell it? M A N I S C A L C O. Maniscalco. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, she, but I'm lit, so I'm listening to it, and yeah, the the narrator like is saying all of it's very Italian, and I haven't figured. Oh, it is. It says 19th century Palermo. Oh, nice. So, because I didn't know that. And I was like, what day is it? What year? <laughs> like, I'm like, What's going on? I, I knew it was in Italy. You know, 
I knew somewhere in Italy. Um, but so that's exciting. This 19th century. Cause I'm like, you know, they haven't said anything about technology and, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, Italian names and places and things that, uh, the, the narrator is able to like, um, pronounce like, right. So it really makes you, it really made me feel like I was there. So that was kind of nice. I have the ebook. So I imagine a lot of the words in my head are going to be, be like, like the first <laughs> sound, the <laughs> yeah. first sound. And then, a, yep. yeah, yeah. So, and I'll be like, forgive me. And I'll be like Vittoria. Like, I'll say yeah. her name is Vittoria. When we record that episode, please forgive my, uh, yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that one now. Um, but real quick, before we wrap things up, I yes. do, do want to mention we have a shop and yes, yes, we, we have a collection out now, which is kind of our main, like, uh, merchy stuff, which has like our name on it, but we have a mug that we love that has, yes. I don't know if you've been on Instagram, those who are listening, but we have an Instagram and the. I think our profile image is, we call her the lady, but she's just yeah. like a classic, um, it's drawing. like an 18th century sketch yeah. sketch yeah. of like a lady reading. Um, and she's like naked and stuff. So she's cute. Yeah. And, um, so we kind of put her on some things. So we have that she's like on, uh, our tote bag, which I can see a little bit of it in behind yeah, your screen, yes. Melissa. If you're on YouTube, then I you see one see boob, <laughs> yeah. one of her boobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have her on a mug and then we have like, we have a t-shirt that has like kind of our mini logo on it and some stickers, but we're coming out with new collections mm-hmm. that are going to be a little bit more saucy and fun. Um, care to give them a little like preview, Melissa? We are releasing a little bit of a summer collection. So there'll be some things that are a bit seasonal, um, but also a phrase that we are frequent to say yeah <laughs> um I, I you know i won't give it exactly i won't get we're releasing a few things yeah. that are related to what i would say are is a relevant kink on the podcast yes very um, good very good yes i feel like that kind of that's a good wraps hint. up a, like because we got a few different designs a few different designs coming out and so that'll yeah encapsulates i think all of yes. them yeah it'll be fun um yeah we're we're hoping to get in like some hats mm-hmm. do um i think we want to do like a crop top something a little I bit more like crop tops dude yeah so there's going to be new things with yes. new things on them so yep um and if you want to go to our shop just go to our website in bedwithbookspod.com and you should be able to find it there um, but we can also just like purchase it from Instagram, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shop, we set up the, the shop, Instagram on Instagram. shop. So cool. Um, I also have a couple of things that yeah. I want to say two things real short and sweet. Um, we are affiliated with noble objects, the literary candle company. And so if you go to the link in our bio, then you can get 15% off your purchase. Um, they are amazing smelling here. candles. Yeah. Yeah. I have one here. Out? Yeah. Look at how um, beautiful. Yeah. So I love Let them me because they're like people listening. Yes. Um, so it's a beautiful frosted vessel. Uh, it's a, it's a white candle. This is the war and peace one. And so like all of their candles, it has a very special label, which is the cover of the book. I, what I like about these is that they're big. They're yes. not tiny yes. candles. Um, so the, these, this is substantial a substantial yes, candle. So it's, it's a solid candle. Yes. Solid candle. Um, and they mainly have, um, the book covers from classics, but they're like early editions. So they're really oh, beautiful they're gorgeous. covers. Yeah. I also have a Wuthering Heights one. Um, yeah, and I think you have a few as well. Roulette. Yeah. Real quick. Let's see which one I, I pulled. I like to keep, I'm such like a, a candle snob. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, like the, what it comes in. Yeah. I still have mine in this because yeah, it's beautiful. that's how I store all of my candles. Oh, this smells so good. I, I also like to preserve the smell. Okay. I have four of the worlds. Oh, love that. Like, I love that. Yes. That's such a great oh, cover. I cannot, I cannot express to you how like, 
I forgot how good this smelled. Like it coming out of the box yeah. was just just well amazing. it like the box like okay. contained it it was like yes yes it did yeah in the best possible way so go to the link in our bio yeah they have um, ton- and then they also- have tons of books you can choose yeah from oh too. yeah mm-hmm. classics just beautiful collection um i also want to say thank you for listening mm-hmm. we i think we we get so excited recording that we forget to say thank you and we record yeah but we cannot express how thankful we are for all of you guys listening yeah. to us ramble on every week yeah yeah we sometimes sometimes we forget people listen (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes we forget it's just like it's more than just my mom yeah I mean I think it's important as like uh, people are podcasting to be like enjoying it so much that you don't really need an audience but as I feel like we do this for us we do it because we enjoy talking to each other about it we do this because we love books we love talking about them and but it's nice yeah. to know that the, like other people enjoy it. And we also like, we do it so that people know that there's people out there who are just as disgusting as they are. Yeah. <laughs> In like the best way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for always listening guys. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs All right. Up. Until next week. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Is it? Oh. Okay, it's just a it's a cot it's a cotton whip. Wick. Whip. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>